Welcome back to The Real Word Confessionals. We are with Zachary Faust to answer the questions that never get asked to tell the story that is seldom told. Zachary, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Highly appreciate it. Already love your energy. Love the backdrop. It's much better than mine, but I'll get to your guys' right. level one day. Oh, I see you're building a studio, aren't you? Yes, that is currently under construction. I'm probably two weeks from being down there, and I'm extremely excited. <laughs> is that in-home? Is that in-office? Yeah. What, what do you got going on? In-home? Uh, yeah, full basement, pretty much. Uh, Going to have a area for education, YouTube, and Twitch, So, because I'm just a nerd. Yeah, I see you streaming all the time on uh, TikTok. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, dude, you've got 1.6 million followers on TikTok. You've got the most of any real estate agent, I believe, on TikTok. So before we get into our confessional, tell us how you did that. Uh, just consistency and being an idiot, um, you know, <laughs> not knowing anything about the real estate world, not knowing anything about sales or marketing. When I jumped into real estate about four years ago, I did it on Instagram just thinking, okay, I'm just going to post stuff. I don't, I don't have money for marketing. I, I don't have any expertise to like put myself above any other agent here. I need to solve the problem that's seldom solved. And at the point, there was like nobody on social media. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll start posting here. And I did it on Facebook. And then TikTok came along. Um, it was like late 2018. I ended up downloading it February 2019 because my friend told me to. Got to the parking lot, deleted it. I'm like, this is stupid. This is for kids. I'm not, I'm, I'm too big for this. Come on now. And then I downloaded it again like two months later. I was like, all right, let's give this a shot. And it was just like kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. It kind of still is. Um, it's just been consistency. I've posted over 2,000 videos on there. Um, and the biggest reason I tell people I do, I do well is a, I'm authentic. I'm real. Like you get to see the, the good and the bad. Um, and the second thing is I like it. I enjoy it. I think with almost everything, like you guys doing this podcast, like if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to do it well and you're not going to do it consistently. And those are like the two main ingredients for success. I think what's really interesting about it though, too, is that people get to know you like, cause we're always telling agents, you know, it's so much easier to obviously get business if they know mm. who you are, you know, you're Absolutely. not, cause if they're calling you, it's cause they like you. And if they're not calling you, they don't like you. So, I mean, again, I, I watch some of your videos. I, I, I really sort of know who you are, but I also know who you were too. Cause you do talk a lot about your past. You talk a lot about your family. You talk a lot about how, like where you grew up and how you grew up. So, I mean, it's so easy for me to get a sense of who you are. So when Again, I do decide to hire you. I, you know, like I know exactly kind of what your personality is and that my day is certainly going to be fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> did, did you have a big following before you started posting TikTok no. on your accounts? No. No. So, so, I had 4,000 followers maybe on Instagram, somewhere on there. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok was your game. That's like the cheat code right now. TikTok and, and IG Reels. Yeah. I, and that's the thing. I think the, uh, the algorithm that's been built, not to get too nerdy, the algorithm that's been built into TikTok, I feel is going to be an algorithm that is utilized on every other platform moving forward. Um, Clubhouse even has a little bit of this where every single post that's made on TikTok is judged by the unbiased public. There's gonna be 50 people that do not follow you that see the video and their engagement is going to determine whether or not it goes farther. Clubhouse is kind of similar because you could have five people you, that follow you, but then Tom Ferry jumps in and now 
we're now sharing audiences and boom, my five follower room just turned into a 300 person room just based off that. So it, the shared virality that was kind of born via like a Twitter because of like retweeting and stuff like that. And then no one else really did it. I think it's going to be something that's in every social media going forward. So the cheat code House will remain. Here to stay. I've made the thought, the, the prediction that we're up clubhouse will be the MySpace of the audio focused platform. I think somebody's designing Facebook. I, I like that prediction. I think it's a, it's more of a feature. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the first of its kind. And like the first of its kind for almost anything, there's going to be somebody who says, wow, that's a great idea. Let's fill all these holes though. I think the biggest issues come with how to monetize it. Um, the search platform is it's still extremely clunky on it. Um, and there's just overall a few bugs that I think it was built with, um, like in the foundation of it, that somebody could come along and make a better product. All right, before we get into the true confessional, are you going by influencer, real estate agent? What's your number one game here? You're, you are a real estate agent in Delaware. Mm -hmm. So, so what's your, it seems like you're wearing multiple hats. What's your pitch? I am. So I am a marketer that happens to sell homes. That's my main title. That's what I normally go by because you know, whether or not I'm selling a home, I could be doing like today, I have two calls with my clients for marketing coaching. Um, I have two podcasts today. Um, I'm going to be streaming within my discord, my TikTok followers today. So I'm just always trying to build my brand. I'm always just trying to grow because whether I'm selling homes or knives or, you know, uh, gummy bears, like it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, if people know who I am, I grow and scale trust and rapport. You can sell and do anything and live the life you want to live. And right now it's homes. Are you scheduling your TikTok like videos? Like, do you have no. that planned? No. So you just, you wing it like whenever you have time sitting in your car. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of the videos I'll post uh, like yesterday, I think I posted like seven and I just shot them all at the same time, drafted them and then just kind of let them out every hour or so. Hmm. Nice. Nice. All right. Let's get in to the confessional. Zachary, ready? I think right. <laughs> we'll figure out what is something that overwhelms you? Ooh, um, something that overwhelms me when I'm not doing anything, the thought of all the things I should be doing. Hmm. I feel like everyone feels that yeah. way though. You know? Yeah. What should you be doing? What should you be doing today that you're not doing? Um, what should I be doing today that I'm not doing? Um, designing the Loft Level Academy landing page for all of the 112 videos I've shot on basically 101 to 301 on how to be a realtor. I have to create the actual source page through a, like a Teachable or something like that. You, you can do it on Teachable. There's a, what is the other one? The light straight light something. I've heard of that one too. I, I did some comparisons and of course I haven't actually implemented it onto it yet. So I don't know. Teachable seems like the best product, but can always shift around. All the videos are shot. That's what matters. <laughs> nice. So how many videos do you have in there? It's 112. They'll end up being over 300. Um, I'm bringing in people like Aaron Martinez, uh, James R., uh, Jason Pantana, other people to shoot some of the content. Judy Fox is another where basically, hey, here's eight points, how to get started and how to get all the way up to expert level on LinkedIn, how to create your YouTube channel, you know, finances within the real estate world, getting yourself branded, contract to close, buyer, seller, just basically something that as we're opening offices in other states that I can hand off and say, here is everything you need to know without me physically having to be present. Yeah. Are you an EXP guy? No. Well, okay. Just, it came off sounding very EXP a for a bit. second there. No, I'm not EXP. We, uh, our brokerage, I mean, our brokerage is a pretty low cut and uh, so we own loft realty 
Um, Got it. So, I mean, we have a pretty low cap and 80-20, which I think is what EXP does. They may do 85-15. I can't 80, remember. 80-20. Okay. And then we do have, you know, uh, like a recruiting bonus, but it's not nearly as complex. Um, the leveling system there, I mean, it's extremely complex. I, I We would have to build something out to make it as complex as they have it. And of course, we're not an IPO. So, but no, I, I'm not against uh, EXP. I'm not against it. No, um, no neither do I. Yeah. But no, we are, uh, we're an independent brokerage and we're just looking to expand and grow. So great fun stuff. All right. Question number two, number two, Nicole's got oh, it I get to, I get to talk. Yeah, you should, oh, you should jump in there. You should just, I didn't <laughs> know if your lips were glued or, or, or if you were going to actually jump in. All right. So what do you think about most often? Ooh. All right. What do I think about most often? And again, PG doesn't have to be business related. Oh, well, easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah PG 13 or lower. I, uh, quite honestly, I think about growth. Um, I, like whether it's business or personal or physical or mental, since a young age, I've been extremely fascinated with being able to look back at myself five years from now and say, wow, that's a whole different person. Um, right in every way, shape and form. So, and, and that's why I have so many hats is because I continually trying to push myself because I'm, I'm completely aware that if I'm doing 12 things, I'm only going to be able to, to maybe do four or five efficiently um, until I can get leverage involved. And six might fall flat on their face, but it's much better than just holding on the one thing super, super tight my whole life and then never experiencing other things. So I, I'm also, I'm always trying to grow myself spiritually mentally to handle the capacity of the stressors and the decision making and uh the discipline it takes to you know for just constantly having to move from one hat to the next but that's that's the game for me that's life like how good how well can i improve my body my spirit while i'm here on this earth like where's where's the cap well, and it almost is like the first and the second question kind of go together because it sounds like all those things kind of overwhelm you, but that's also what's pushing you to mm -hmm. sort of overcome the overwhelm. Because yeah. If you're not doing it, then you get even more overwhelmed because you're exactly. Not it. so it's you when I'm not. It's when I'm not doing. doing anything. It's when I'm sitting still that I just. I, I've. It's and it's a false narrative. It's a false narrative. But I have this false narrative in my head that when I'm sitting still, I'm like sliding backwards at like 20 miles an hour. I know it's right. not that quick. Right. They say if you're standing still, you're falling behind. I'm not falling behind that fast, but I tell myself I am. Like, well, don't you hate it though when people probably come up to you all the time and say, "Man, like you must be so busy." I hate that. Yeah. Like everyone, like you must be so busy. Like, well, you should be busy too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 funny because my. My closest friends will tell me that too. They're like, you know, sometimes you'll respond to a text in four seconds. Other times it's four days. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I know, but it's, yeah. it's, it's, it'd be like that sometimes, but it's, I, and I just want to squeeze life for as much as it has for me, um, in the most selfless giving back way. Um, cause I didn't have much growing up. I want to be the person I wish I met when I was 14, 16, 18 years old for somebody else at scale. I want to be that person that. You know, like, for example, like a Gary Vaynerchuk, he could say one thing to one person and like when they see him on the street, he'd be like, oh, my God, you're Gary. He could say one thing to him and a question. It could change their whole life trajectory right then and there. So right. the, the amount of impact that he has is insane. And there's so many others that do it. And I feel I'm called to at one point do something in that realm. So all the overwhelm, all the hats, all the balls in the air, I feel is the universe simply preparing me for that style of life. Have you always been that way? Have you, have you always like growing up, you've always felt that way? No, 
Absolutely not. In fact, the polar opposite of it. I felt for a large portion of my life that I really was here to live and die and nothing really else. So when the door finally opened, you know, it's, it's like <clears throat> I was in this dark room my whole life. And finally I found the door open and there's all these other doors and the lights are on. I'm like, Oh my God, I need to go through all of these doors. Like, and now I'm just addicted to continually finding new and new and greater things and growing because I, for the longest time just thought, okay, military DOC. Okay. 20 years, get my retirement, get another job to make ends meet. Cause my retirement's not going to be enough and you know, die somewhere in a little suburban area. That's, that's what I thought the life was going to be. That's where I saw the people around me were doing. I'm like, Oh, this is normal. Okay. And then the moment there was a little opportunity, I looked, took it, grabbed it, and found out there were 20 others behind that, and then 20 more behind that. So just a fun game to play. Did you quit your DOC job? Mm-hmm. Yep. I, In a, I, I'm curious, but <laughs> I have a guess of what the answer is going to be. Did a, a vast majority of the people in corrections try to talk you out of that decision? I didn't let them because I knew they would. I actually didn't consult anybody. I didn't even consult my wife. I knew the people around me were not. So to, a little bit of backstory before I sound like some egotistical asshole. Since I started getting my license, which I was pretty much forced into doing by a, a now mentor and close friend. Um, when I got my license process started, I said, okay. I've been demoted twice. I've been fired. I've been depressed. I've been bullied. I've been put in so many situations that just sucked. What's the common variable? Me. I need to take responsibility for that. So I started reading, you know, all the basic ones, think and grow rich, uh, rich dad, poor dad, the one thing, miracle morning, uh, how to win friends and influence people, you know, all the, all the great classics. Um, started listening to podcasts um, and seminars from people like Tony Robbins and Simon Sinek and Tom Ferry and um, Grant Cardone. And by the time I had gotten through like this four month process of getting my license, I felt I was in a different mental state. Um, and I think anybody can in a three month span completely change just the direction of their life. When I was considering quitting, I didn't want to consult anybody because I feel all the people I would have consulted were people I brought into my life in the life I was three and four right. months ago. Right. I didn't feel they would give me the advice of to which they knew I wanted to get to. Um, and if I told them where I wanted to get to, they'd be like, no, that's stupid. You need stability. You need benefits. You need so, and there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I found quickly that wasn't what I wanted. Um, and I was listening to a podcast by Tony Robbins. Actually, it was, it was a podcast, but it was from like on stage. I don't think he actually has a sit in front of a microphone podcast. Um, and he was talking about the story of the burning of the boats, which so many people have heard. You only take the island if you burn the effing boats. Um, yep. And I was listening to that and I was like, oh my God, I am driving to my boat. Like, I, I need to burn this. And just something came over me. I asked my lieutenant if I could talk. It's like 1 a.m. at night because it was my midnight shift. And I said, I'm quitting. And he said, you're quitting? I said, I'm quitting. And he said, you're putting in your two weeks. I said, no, I'm, I don't think I'm coming back. He said, you don't sound sure. I said, I'm not. Um, and then I put my belt on there and just walked out and then had a really long conversation with my wife when I got home. The, the culture inside of a unionized uh, job like that or, a, you know, a job that has this this pension that you're working towards, the culture in there is to stop people from leaving because they're afraid if too many people leave and have success, they're going to be carrying this guilt and regret that they never went after their dreams. It's unfortunate, mm. 
But that's the culture in those kind of places. A lot You're of people correct. in those places. I know a bunch of great COs here in, in Connecticut. And I have a similar story of, of quitting a nuclear power plant. Same type of environment. You know, when you get the that, that wasn't actually a union, but those unionized positions with a pension, that's the culture. You've got to yeah. stay here. There's nothing out there for you. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it, and in there, and I'm sure the CEOs around you, and I know some amazing people who are still CEOs. My father-in-law is a CEO. Uh, my my uncle-in-law is a CEO. He's, they'll all tell you the negative environment in there when they actually rationalize it and think of it and like take a step back and look at it. It doesn't come from the inmates. It comes from the other officers. Yes. yes. And it's just, you're right. It's almost like you feel like you're walking in mud just because yes. no one wants you to get out of there. Yeah. I love yeah. the way you put it. All right. Your next confessional. All right. How have your faults hindered your success? They haven't. They haven't at all. Um, you know, biggest I, fault. Wow. Um, my biggest fault is probably that I, to a fault, have zero fear of failure. Um, I will 100% jump off the cliff that's nearest me and try to build a plan on the way down um, with no experience in building that specific plan. I, and I've, I've failed at quite a few things. And I think every single failure was a movement forward because it kind of set a new floor for me. Um, so now this is where my base is. This is where my foundation is. This is as low as I can go. And then I would fail somewhere up here. And now this is my base. Now this is where, as far as I can go. And that's where I kept doing to where now I know if I fall flat on my face, I lose my license, the brokerage gets sued. We lose all of our money, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I still have some influence. I still have great connections now. I could easily go work for, you know, a Tom Ferry, a Grant Cardone, like now. Um, I'm going to grab coffee with Ryan Serhant, like, in a month. Like, maybe I could get a job with him. Like, so I know where my new baseline is. Um, so that's probably one of my biggest faults. And then physical faults. I'm not a 10 out of 10. My teeth suck. My chin's big. My beard's patchy. Like, I also know I'm not the greatest looking dude on the world and the planet. So I better learn things like NLPs. I better learn how to have great conversation. I better learn to be an amazing listener, an amazing friend, an amazing follower. Um, because ultimately, I don't have the ability to just be an Instagram model. No hate to the ones that are. But, you know, if I'm going to have any legitimate impact in this world, it's going to be based off of intellect. Um, so have to pretend I'm smart. No, um, but I have to learn. I have to grow. Um, well, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of confidence though. I mean, like that, that seems to be what you're exuding the most. Like you think that you can go have coffee with Ryan and get the job, like, right. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I, I just believe, I don't even call it confidence. I just believe in like, Ryan's a dude, Ryan's a human. Like that's the, that's probably the biggest lesson I've had in the last two years as I've gotten to have coffee with Simon Sinek and I've sat and had an hour conversation with Grant Cardone. I talk with Tom Ferry like every other day now, it seems like all these people are people. They've just achieved a ton. And almost every single time, and I know you guys know this from talking with some of these people, like they're most down to earth, willing to share it all, growth mindset people. Yeah. And the more I realize it's not about matching their level of intellect. It's not about, you know, throwing it on the table and, and matching resumes. It's just one variable. Are you a growth-minded person or are you not? And if you're a growth-minded person, you're going to vibe with these people with no problem. And, and that's where I've, I've come to find is if you're just a normal person and you sit with Ryan Serhant and you're having coffee 
and you don't treat him like he's the number one followed real estate personality on the planet and you just treat him like Ryan, 99 times out of 100, you're going to have an amazing conversation, a growth-minded conversation, and a relationship. And as as big old crazy man Cardone would say, contacts lead to contracts. Yeah. So it's yeah. – um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know Ryan or Grant, but but TF, he's one of the most down to earth people Easily. in the world. I mean, he'll he'll get there. I've battled him in shuffleboard. He's very competitive, <laughs> you know. So he's just like a regular competitive guy. Yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, absolutely, people Love are Tom. people, and and your growth mindset's absolutely inspiring. So appreciate you, brother. Right. Man. Next confessional. You you go go ahead. You want you me to go? Yeah, because I got a whole I got the whole bonus round. Oh, Ooh, he's got the whole the lightning round. Yeah. Yep. See. Fire around. All right. So, Zachary, a business trend you said would go one way. You're documented saying it would go one way, and it went the complete opposite way. Ooh. Um, complete opposite way. I had a group of four friends in June of 2019. I said, guys. This stock's $112. We need to buy it. It was Tesla. I said, we need to buy it. I bought 50. It then went up to 186. I said, guys, this is going to fall. It's time to sell it. And we sold it all. And uh, I would have a lot more money if I didn't sell those stocks. Yeah. <laughs> that no was definitely a big, big mistake. That might be a buy today, actually. At six oh, yeah. I definitely think it is. I think it's one that's going to stick around. And I think it's going to be one of the anchors like the netflix is the amazons of the world um, i think they'll have to work the t into the word fang um but it's uh it's an interesting company i love elon i drive a tesla um, yeah i saw that what, yeah which, which model did you get i got the model s uh one of the base or more base models because i didn't want to finance too much um and i don't really see the point in going zero to 60 in 1.9 seconds Neither. um it seems fun once or twice but also then i'm like okay what now um what about the why did you drive the why i was looking i didn't drive the why um just because i i just kind of wanted the s i just wanted the normal sedan look yep that's i've always had a sedan so um trying to think of another one that i've just epically failed on um i mean on a micro level i fail all the time i i try to fail on micro levels so i don't have the macro fails like i i, I try to mess up in in tiny little spots like workout styles or financial decisions or a new marketing trend or a new way of branding ourselves so that we learn from all these like setting new baselines for ourselves and learning all the pitfalls so that when we make the big macro move we know where the pitfalls already know where to avoid so there haven't been a ton of huge fails i'm also extremely young i could have a huge fail tomorrow um i can still start over, fail again in five years, start over, fail again in five years, and I'm not even 37 yet. So there's a lot of time. We'll have you back on in 100 episodes and, and then re-ask yes. that question. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Hopefully you have nothing to share. I hope uh, I have uh, several. I hope I have yeah. several. Well, not, not a big trend that maybe costs you money. Is, uh, that's <laughs> I'm going with that. All right, so last confessional. All right. And this one kind of makes sense for you because you are the real estate wizard on TikTok, <laughs> so you are now the wizard of the entire real estate industry. One thing you would change today. One thing I would change about the real estate industry as a housing yeah. market or as far as agents. 
No, the agent side of the industry as a whole. The agent side of the industry as a whole. The thought process that we are salesmen, I would get rid of that immediately. We are not salesmen. We are consultants. We are counselors. We are the handholders, relationship builders of the real estate industry. Um, we don't sell homes. It's not our product to sell. It's theirs. Um, oh, I've we, always said that. <laughs> we are. Uh, we're, we're, we're not salespeople. We are, I hate that it's in our title legally. Um, another side of things I would, I, I would get rid of, rid of the real estate associations because I feel at this point they don't bring any value, but that's a touchy topic. Um, are you guys members? We are, we have to legally in Delaware. Yeah. You have to in Delaware. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's the biggest thing. The mindset of being a salesman, I think the biggest thought process of, oh, we're salesmen turns people into salesy people where their entire Instagram looks like they're sponsored by Canva and every word out of their mouth is buy or sell or buy or sell. And we fail to realize that people will work with us if they like us and, and love us and trust us. And that comes from showing who you are, the good and the bad, the weird and the normal. And ultimately you're top of mind when they want to make that choice because people want to work with their friends. They have the option to work with a friend. They're going to work with a friend. Um, you're going to beat people that have more knowledge than you, that have more experience than you, that look better than you, that talk better than you, that have all the fancy stuff just because they're like, yeah, I like that guy. I can trust him. I feel like I could rely on him So or her. Um, so that that's one of the – it would be a mindset shift if I had that wizard ability. I actually like that. I, so I've been in the business about 10 years, and, again, it was bef before really Facebook, Instagram. I think I had a BlackBerry, like – my, my manager talked me out of even just getting a, a phone. But again, it was really just kind of like keeping up, right? Mm -hmm. Like you thought you had to be salesy because that's what the top producer in the office was doing. Or yep. you felt like you had to wear high heels because that's what, you know, you Same. saw them wearing, right? Like yep. you had to, and I remember one time an agent finally said to me, like, Nicole, like, just be you. And I'm like, what? Like, you're the top <laughs> agent. Like you're wearing heels and, you know, like, and it's true. Like you, you literally are walking into these offices having no idea how to, how to, what you're supposed to be doing. Yep. So you're kind of like mimicking everybody else. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think that everybody has that mindset because that's what they think they're supposed to have. Yeah, because everyone walks into this with a 99-hour course or less on how not to get in trouble. And then they walk in, and the first thing they're going to start doing is they're going to look for some of the top dogs and mirror them. And little do they know the reason they are where they're at is because they did the same exact thing. So it's been happening for, I feel, decades. And I feel now, and it's probably because of social media, Absolutely. we're starting to see a shift where – I can see someone in Michigan that's being themselves and killing it. I don't have to base it off of my little office. I can watch Lou's in Miami or Tim Smith in, in freaking Hollywood. Like I can Love watch Luz. these. Yeah, I, I yeah, absolutely. I've met so many awesome people in the Tom Ferry ecosystem or like Stephen Kim or Katie Day, or I can go on and on. Uh, Tyler Whitman's a great example of just like, you can drop the F-bomb and still sell a home. Like you can grab a beer with your clients and they're still going to think you're professional. Like it's, it's just this weird line that's been drawn in the sand and I've been, I'd say I've been dancing on the line. I'd crossed the line and jogged the miles from now. So it's, it's just a misconception. Hey, speaking of lose, you're, you're a East coast guy. How do we get mm -hmm. you to moderate a 5am call for us? Easy done. I'm, I'm right. usually at the gym by five thirty, So easily. Great. I'll set that up with you after the show. Absolutely. It's going to happen.
five. I like the rocket oh. round. That sounds the nice. Rocket the round. rocket round. The rocket round. <laughs> uh, I like your radio voice. Oh, Thanks, well, man. Yeah, I like to well, turn it on. I think, I think of, we should have him record it. Like that's yeah. <laughs> we'll have, the we'll voice. have you record and we'll drop in your audio. Yes. It's funny. I always I had this balls. <laughs> I had this weird goal as a child. I would play uh, Tekken, which was a fighting game. And like before the fight, it was a fight. Like I always had this dream of being the guy who said, "Do the Mortal Kombat one real quick." <laughs> Finish him. Yeah, like, just like I always wanted to do that. <laughs> I don't know why that was some weird dream of mine. So instead, well, they're you practicing. Just, you just did it. We'll That's help amazing. you achieve that. We'll, yeah. we'll, Sweet. we'll play it. Yeah. Mortal Kombat <laughs> Realtor Edition. Just like you get right? to pick your top level oh, real estate wow. influencer. <laughs> wow. Ryan Serhant versus Tom Ferry. <laughs> oh God. Finish what, what, would Tom, what would Tom Ferry's finishing move be? <laughs> oh, it would easily be he would like lower his glasses and it would be lasers, and then he'd put the cape on, fly into him like Superman, and then at the end of the day, he'd be like, I'm grateful for you, and then just like yes. kill him. Yeah. <laughs> As Easily. he's doing yoga. <laughs> As he, and then he would finish with some br- then then the like the last scene would just be him going like this, hundred percent. Love you, Tom. I hope Tom sees that. <laughs> uh, he will, because I'm gonna cut that out and send it to him. That's so funny. All right, you ready? Yeah. It's just going to be like a this or that round. Ready? Phone call or text? Text. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. iOS or Android? iOS. Oh, good. We're blue yeah. bubbles here. Nobody's we got to be blue bubbles. blue bubbles. Intellectuals. Got to. Hard work or, I mean, work hard or play hard? Play hard to appreciate working hard. Nice car or nice home? Ooh. Um, I, I guess it's de- defining what we're saying nice. Come on, lightning round. Nice home. Passenger or driver? Driver. Money or free time? Free time. Toilet paper, over or under? Over. Gotta. Iced coffee or hot coffee? Neither. TV or book? Book. Working alone or working on a team? I prefer working alone. Okay. Morning or evening? Morning. Chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Family or friends? Family. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. And then got to know your <laughs> lobster rolls, mayo or butter? Wait, oh, oh, um, I don't really eat lobster, but I'll definitely use butter. Okay, good. Yes. All right. Def- that was a winner. You're a no coffee guy. I'm not a coffee guy. I, uh, I have a tea that I drink. It's like a calorie burning tea, but that's really all I drink energy wise. I haven't had a coffee in two weeks. Oh, bless your heart. I have one no sitting caffeine. right next to me. <laughs> I don't, I don't I like knock the coffee people. Coffee if you know breath. what works, do what works. It just, <laughs> I don't like the taste of coffee, so I just found alternatives. Are you going caffeine in your tea? Uh, no, just vitamin B, uh, taurine, or whatever it's called. There's, there's other stuff in here. It's basically a glorified pre-workout in a tea. So it's, it definitely gives you energy, but it's just to a point where it's more long-term and not like makes your face feel like it's going to melt off. Hmm. It's like the Phil Mickelson coffee that he's always talking. There you about. go. Yeah. You're into golf. Yeah. I love golf. Absolutely love it. I'm going oh, on good. Friday for the first time this year, and I'm so excited. Good. We gotta we gotta try to play at one of these events when events come back someday. Oh, easily. Yeah. When we go. Uh. Well, I mean, they have it in the plans for Tom Ferry. They have the summit. Yeah. As in person. So Ooh, will you be there? You'll be there. Oh, easily. Yeah. We, I love those events. I love going out. The, uh, the events are cool, but like the after hour, the happy hour is getting to see everybody. And I feel the first time, especially, it's just going to be like, a, oh, my God, I missed you so much. Like, it's yeah, gonna be great. everyone's going to be passed out drunk and hung over the next day. Oh, no one's going to be at day two. Yeah, Everyone's showing up at noon. <laughs> everyone's showing up at noon. 
<laughs> We've got uh, actually Team Plus is uh, starting some in-person stuff in, well, it is March, I guess April or May. Pretty soon. I'd heard they were looking to do that. I'm not in Team Plus. When I, because I restarted a team, basically. I had a team. We turned the team into a brokerage of individual agents. Now I'm like, ah, I want a team again. So we're rebuilding it. Once we get up to five agents, because I'm being very, very, very selective. Um, I have one agent doing 13 deals right now a month. So he's going to like kill me if I keep that, that trend. Um, we'll probably end up doing Team Plus. But that makes sense because there's a controllable amount of people. There's only like, what, 150 of you? In team, yeah, about that. Yeah, somewhere around 150, there. something like that. Yeah, really good group. So uh, lo we'd love to see you in Team Plus. I've, I've talked to, uh, who's it, Debbie Holloway? Um, yeah, I've talked to her about it. So it's just a matter of pulling the trigger, but. It'll probably happen. It'll probably happen eventually. Nice. All right. So where should uh, real estate people go find you? I don't think it's going to be on Twitch, right? It's probably on TikTok <laughs> or IG. You can follow me on Twitch. It's Zachary Loft on all platforms, Clubhouse, yeah. Instagram, um, it, not Facebook. But, but uh, if you want. When you said Twitch, Bobby started jumping around. He, 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 he did what like a cartwheel Twitch? over here. What, was, what did you want to ask about he Twitch? You want to know what Twitch was. What is Twitch? No, no. What did you I say? Know he knows what Twitch is. He did a cartwheel. Twitch is. Oh. I, well, that was his question. Twitch followers is, you got on Twitch? Oh, uh, not a lot. It's like ten thousand. Um, ten thousand on Twitch. Yeah. Um, I don't put a ton of time and effort into it. I haven't streamed in like a month, um, mainly because I've been putting so much of my free time in the clubhouse. Um, I just I I go by the old Gary Vaynerchuk Buddha saying of just I day trade attention. I go where the attention is. Twitch has kind of been my. There's nothing that's 10xing my time right now. Let me stream. Um, I got a Clubhouse question question for you because, mm -hmm. like, I got approved on Clubhouse. I've never used it once. I haven't been in any rooms or anything like that. I heard like because I was like, oh, we'll just move the 5 a.m. call to Clubhouse, and then mm -hmm. somebody's like, no, you can't do that because you can't record it and then put it on the podcast later. Is that true or is that just? <sighs> it's uh. So you can't record direct audio, but if you were to live stream it directly to YouTube and then just save the live stream, I don't know. I've, I've heard that rule thrown around. I've never once seen it enforced because I don't read, know how they would enforce it. Nobody reads the user. Uh, somebody read the terms and user well, you conditions. Click, you got to click it. You're clicking. No, I know. I'm, I, <laughs> it says like if you try. So if you try screen recording while you're on Clubhouse, a little drop down will come and say like you better not put this anywhere. Um, but but again, I don't. Well, we would be recording still. Cause, so we have a call in number for for the 5 a.m. call. It's live every day at 5 a.m. and then it goes mm -hmm. on to podcast because there's a lot of people in different time zones that you know want to tune in. But mm -hmm. you know, so could we just still record that way and also? Yes, that's the, the route the that a lot of people are clubhouse. doing. Like right now, like what people were doing for podcasts is we'll be having this normal podcast, but we'll both also have our phones right in front of us and we'll also be on Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. So it gives the live, raw, unedited, uncut version to the Clubhouse people. And, you know, we have this version. So it's, uh, it, it's again, I don't know how they enforce it. And if Clubhouse is like the secondary, then, yeah, it's... It's all over the place right now. It's the Wild West social media right now. It's uh, no one really knows the rules. Before we started, I was trying to find the video. You have a video on TikTok that has been duetted millions of times or, or not duetted millions of times, but millions of views off of this duet. I couldn't find it. What are the stats on that? Gary Vaynerchuk's duetted it. Who else has duetted this? I saw you do a little snippet about it. And I did yeah. 
find it. Tell us about it's, that. It's crazy. Um, ESPN has utilized it. Bleacher Report. Um, it, obviously, Gary Vaynerchuk. I, I could go on and on. And a lot Bar, of them I haven't seen. Barstool. Bar, yeah, Barstool. Uh, Barstool Gaming Side uh, did it, not the actual Barstool. Um, yep. If the El Presidente did it, I would have been super happy. Um, yeah. But uh, it's it was a video I made. I just literally said, what stat lives rent-free in your head? Like, what That's crazy, what insane stat lives rent-free in your head? And it's been stitched over a million times. It's like two-point-something million times. Um, and based off, you know, if there was an average viewership of like a 1,000 per video, which is extremely low in my opinion because, yes, there will be some that get 100, 200, but there's also a lot that have 200,000, 2.8 million. Um, it would mean that that video is over 2 billion views. The problem with TikTok. 2 billion with a B? Is that what you said? With a B. Billion. He said a B. Billion. Yeah. He said yeah, a B. With a B. The problem is with TikTok with stitches, which is basically the ability to take like the first five seconds and then add your stuff to the end. TikTok doesn't register the stitch as a view. So my source video is sitting at like 300,000 views. But the actual video itself has been stitched over 2 million times. So wow. I know it's got over 300,000 views. And I also don't get paid for it when someone else is making it their video. I feel I should get like a little something. You got so, ripped off, my friend. Stitches are definitely a ripoff because duets give you views. Obviously, the source video gets you views. Stitches do not get you views. And I know there's quite a few people who have had super viral stitches that don't get it from it no views no uh, follows no monetization so kind of sucks but at the same exact time it's cool um i've i have been approached as the stat guy so i was like and i had no clue what they meant like, oh you're the stat guy on tiktok I'm like, what the hell are you talking about like, don't, the be a, don't be a stitch tiktok come on send, send this man some love. <laughs> <Don't be laughs> no it's all i it's it's fun i i enjoy it and uh i enjoy the challenge of having to get my own views so great Zachary, this has been awesome, man. It's been dope. I enjoy you. I enjoy you. Yeah. Thanks. I'm looking forward to seeing you at a TF event in the near Easy. future. And be well. Thank you for doing this. Everybody go follow Zachary. Definitely go check him out on, on IG. He's doing some cool stuff there, TikTok, everywhere else. If you're a Twitcher, like my boy Bobby. Yeah. War, Warzone and Among Us. Those are the only two games I play. I'm not going to Go Twitch good. him. Just, just don't be a stitch. All right. <laughs> be well, Zachary. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.